Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey, everybody! It's Tyson, and I'm sitting here across the uh, across the, uh, the the No Geek Speak Arena with. Rachel Schroeder. Yeah, it's we're we're way across the table, literally across town. Yep, but, across town. Uh, <laughs> we're across the Zoom table, so to speak, and so, uh, we're back with another edition, part two of the No Geek Speak Arena. From uh, that's right, at, Pick it, picking up where we left off at. Yeah, we were so. pretty uh, ambitious the last time that we did this, and we had more material than we could cover. So right, about, halfway through, we're, we're about, a... about halfway through, we're like, we're not even like a quarter of the way through. Where we right, had, so. right. But, uh, but yeah. Thank so, you, everybody, uh, for joining us again. We know you have a lot of other options as well that, uh, you know, we're, but we're happy you're with us, and we'll uh, definitely make it worth your while. We are. We're always glad to hear, uh, to hear you guys join in and wanting to learn just a little bit, little bit about what we hope we can offer you. So on that note, so we left last, when, when last we left our heroes, they were stuck on narrator because we didn't get that far. <laughs> um, yep. So we're going to pick right back up with that. We had talked about, um, we talked about uh, Jaws and we talked about NVDA last time and all the, and all the differences uh, in how they're, in how they're, um, configured as well as their similarities in how they operate. So we're going to jump right in with narrator and narrator is Microsoft's native built in screen reader. Uh, It's been on, it's been there for a while and it was kind of this hidden little thing in there for the longest time. And then all of a sudden Microsoft said several years ago said, Hey, we got this thing in here and we should make this thing really good. And they did. Uh, as of last year, they made a huge, massive upgrade to this thing and really began to push it and look at it as a solution to the paid screen readers and to NVDA. Um, it's built in. It works fantastic with it. Uh, it's very easy to use. So I have my Windows PC here next to me. And uh, I am going to... It's very easy to fire up. So just like just like you have the hotkey commands, with this one here, it is the Microsoft key, control, and enter. And the nice thing about that is wherever you are on the computer, because narrator, there you go, because uh, narrator is built into Windows, it doesn't matter where you are on the computer at the logon screen or beyond that on the desktop. When you need narrator, hit that control, uh, alt control, um, enter, and it's there. So. And narrator is set up to work from setup. So you do have the option to use this. You, you could literally set your computer up from, from unboxing uh, using narrator and it's highly functional that way. And it's um, been a godsend just because of that fact alone. <laughs> right. So, uh, so when you, whenever you boot up narrator, uh, you get a, you get a, a basic screen and the screen tells you that this okay, is narrator. And it's, it, uh, it asks you if you don't want to, uh, let me, let me make it speak. It, 
it speaks it easier than I do. Cavill. No, and it's not going to do it. Let's see. Because you want it turn to off narrator button. Alt plus. Okay, button. Alt no, plus. I do not want to turn off narrator. Down arrow. Escape. Narrator heading level one. Welcome to narrator. Okay, so it pulls up. It... Access your settings and learn. A... Okay, so control you. So just like Jaws, control key makes you be quiet because it uh, again it can be very very verbose verbose until you get it until you get it dialed in. Um, but it basically brings you up to the narrator home. Narrator home is where you take care of all the settings in it, and it's always there. So uh, it's it's either there or just like the Jaws. It is moved. Forgive me for just a second. Okay, so uh, narrator is uh, has a again. You get to the narrator home window, and from the top of there, if you just arrow down, we're going to listen to some of the options. I hope you can hear it. Learn the basics of narrator. So learning the basics. Narrator guide button Alt G. The guide and it tells you the hotkey command Alt G. Uh, again, it, it teaches you. It'll, it'll teach you how to use it uh, from this thing. And this, you can disable this so that it doesn't come back up. I would highly recommend you don't do that. Um, View the complete narrator guide online. What's new? Button Alt. Get an overview of new and updated features. Settings button Alt. Yes. So the settings button is is right there from the get go. Every time you're available to change your settings. So as you learn it, uh, you're going to want to change some settings. Uh, you, you probably heard the voice is very kind of a little bit high-pitched, uh, kind of has a little bit of a nasally quality to it. Uh, I talked with Microsoft about a month ago, and uh, one of the issues I brought up in, in looking up some, some, some things for Narrator, uh, we had talked about uh, getting the voices and whether they were going to introduce any new voices, and that is in the works. Um, they said they should hopefully, they're hoping to have those released uh, with the next major um, next major window update, uh, probably if it, at the latest it'd be probably the spring of next year at the latest, and it all has to do with licensing kind of stuff. Now it's so, been a while since I installed Narrator or not installed it, but I started using it, and I do have it working with a different voice. So I have it working th- with the David voice that is uh, pretty standard on Windows. Uh, yeah, and that's what I think I have right now. Uh, it's, are... Mine's not as high pitched, so I don't know. It, like okay. I say, it's been a long time since I reset Maybe. it, but there is a way to reset those. I can't sit here and verbatim tell you exactly how I did it or how right. it was done. But It comes built in with three voices. and you You're can not change stuck with what three. you got is basically what right. we're saying. Yeah, there are, there are three <laughs> voices you can change from, and they are the, they are the sappy type voices. Um, and again, they're, they're just, it's a matter of licensing the, the, the real speak nuance style, uh, of voices that they're going to, that they're going to be introducing. Uh, the ones that are native to, that we find available in JAWS and we find available in Apple and that kind of stuff. Uh, they are, it's just, again, it's just a matter of getting this stuff, uh, the legal issues taken care of. So anyway, so the, but those, those are on the way, um, so you go through this, uh, as we're going through this, we have settings, uh, and that is all the way, as every bit of setting you can think of. Just as, just as versatile as JAWS is, Narrator is just as customizable up to and including customizing uh, keyboard shortcuts. Uh, you can assign, uh, because Narrator has different keyboard functions than, than JAWS does, you can take and turn around and reconfigure Narrator to work very much like JAWS. Uh, again, the insert key when we talk about JAWS, it's the JAWS key. 
when we talk about uh, NBDA, it's the NBDA key. When we talk about narrator, it's the narrator key. So as you're going through, you're going to find this, you know, narrator key plus this, narrator key plus that, narrator key plus shift plus that. And uh, so it's just a matter of just dialogue and understanding how it works. I'm just going to run through these real quick just to get an idea, to give you a heads up for what's on this home screen. Customize narrator. Press Windows logo key plus control plus N to access settings anytime. Yep. Windows key plus control plus N, and it will access your settings anywhere on the desktop. Feedback button, Alt, F. Feedback is important because that tells us, uh, that, that tells uh, Microsoft your experiences. Help improve narrator. Press oh. Windows logo key plus Alt plus F to give feedback. So Windows Alt F. Show narrator home when narrator starts. Checkbox checked. Now there's one of the basic commands. Sh- sh- uh, start it, uh, show it at home when, when you start it. You always want to keep this on. That's your. That's what I talked about earlier. You, excuse me. You can disable that feature. Link. Start narrator after exit narrator button. Link. Start narrator after signing. So start narrator after uh, signing. You can link it to do that. I do not currently have that because I have Jaws as my default. Um, currently, I'm kind of getting more sold on this on on narrator. Exit narrator button. Alt. Ex and exit narrator. Minimize button. No next item. Okay, and we get to the end. Uh, so this is a feature that, that I talked with Microsoft about. They don't yet have it, and if it's in there, it's a very hidden feature. Um, and uh, even to the point where Disability Desk didn't, didn't know where it's at, but it's text wrapping. So, so uh, whereas JAWS, when you hit the end and you, and you use a, a whatever your element skip is, whether it's headings or links or lists or whatever, uh, it generally takes the bottom, wraps back around to the top. Narrator does not do that, at least not yet. So it will be, um, so again, that's a, that's a forthcoming feature. They're aware that, that people want that, and it's just a matter of tweaking that in settings. If it's in there, and again, I know by, me, by no means perf- you know, claim to be any expert in this, uh, that uh, if it's in there, I just have not found it yet. So, and I've, I've done some pretty deep digging. Um, but if someone knows it and you're on this call afterwards when we take questions, and fill me in, please. All right, so uh, if I go ahead and just escape, or uh, rather just do a Windows D. Excel 2016, 28 of 40. Oh, this PC, 1 of 40. Okay, and we, and we come across to, um, back to your normal thing. And it works just like any other screen reader does. It'll navigate by, by first letter navigation. Um, there is uh, very little that it does not do um, in comparison with JAWS and NVDA. Um, I look at this as... A, it's, it's really coming up, uh, and I think probably in the next upgrade or two that this is going to be comparable with JAWS uh, and, and a much more. And, and here's the great thing. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's built in, much like Apple and VoiceOver. Um, there's very many people that say there's a lot of people that use the phrase that accessibility is a right, and they very much kind of follow that model and keep us dialed in with a free screen reader. And I do like that it's integrated with Windows. You know, which yes. is really yeah, nice. it works. It works really, really well with it. It, it understands it, and, and again, because you're working from the from the internal architecture to do it. Um, like I said, there's a lot of versatility to it. Um, I, I tell you guys, give it a try. There's no there's no harm in just giving it a listen, um, seeing how well it fl- flows and functions, and uh, and I think you guys will be surprised at it uh, if you are already using it. So, anyway, so that's it about narrator. Um, uh, again, you, just to use, uh, you can use the narrator F4, and that will shut down 
uh, that will shut down narrators and turn it off. And, uh, and then you can just go ahead and start back up whatever screener you normally want or use. So that's it. Yeah. Good stuff. It's, it's kind of fun playing with this stuff. Uh, Tyson and I were uh, in the geek zone earlier today so much so that we were doing Mac and PC and running through browsers and uh, screen readers and lo- totally lost track of time. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> so once you get to playing with it, it's it's a lot of fun just to try things out. And, and really, that's what you want to do. You want to try to have as many tools in your toolbox as you can, obviously, you know, when you're talking about free versus a cost associated with it, you know, you have to weigh that. But really, if at all possible, the best option is to have as many tools in your toolbox. And if uh, one tool doesn't work for a, sp- a specific task, then, you know, another one might. And we're certainly going to find that out as well with the browsers, you know, which is kind of where we're going to go next so yep so that is the uh, that's the next area of the arena that we're going to check out today um so we are going to do a kind of a a really i would i had opt i'd hope to be more of a of a diversity within the browsers but in in really digging into them there isn't uh, much oh, diversity you know, think, there there actually is there actually is quite a bit of similarity um so the three browsers, the three browsers we we've, we're taking a look at is our uh, Firefox, Google Chrome, and Microsoft Edge. And um, the reason we are not adding Internet Explorer in there, which has been the favorite by a lot of people for a long time, if you're a longtime Windows user or a diehard Windows user, you know you might have held on to IE for as long as possible. But what's happening now, as you may know. Um, Internet Explorer is uh, going the wayside, basically, um, for Edge. Um, So even though IE still does work, um, there's a lot of websites that it's starting not to work with. So we're, you know, a lot of these things, if you are um, still into Internet Explorer, yes, you can still use it. but, But we did decided not to go there just because it's being phased out for in favor yeah. of edge and and the reasons for that the reason they decided to phase out and and go with edge uh had to do with a lot of websites and and the things that are being built for websites now are really optimized for chromium based browsers uh and and internet explorer is not based on that <laughs> on that framework right so so it was easier and made a lot more sense for microsoft to really just start from the ground up and build a brand new browser um and we'll talk about edge coming up here in a little bit um, but let's start off with uh, with Firefox, which has kind of been around for a while. Uh, and I think Firefox, um, I am, I've always kind of thought, I, I've, I've never really used Firefox much. And I don't know about you. No, I haven't either. Um, I kind of skipped from IE and used Firefox kind of as a secondary browser when something didn't work in IE, basically. Right. Um, there was a time at one point where I could use Internet Explorer with everything on my bank system except for one thing. So when I knew I needed to, I don't know, what was it, transfer money or something, okay, better do that in Edge or, or, or not Edge, um, uh, Firefox, or better do that in Chrome because it's not going to work in IE. So I really have tended to keep 
Firefox kind of as a secondary browser. I do know people who have used it as their primary browser. And I'm kind of in a mode now where I'm still keeping that as a secondary browser um, for other reasons that, uh, you know, we kind of discovered as we were going along. Right. So I, I'm with you in that camp. I uh, I kept Firefox around kind of as my backup browser, like my emergency go-to when something didn't work. Um, there were several applications, even as recent as a couple years ago, where if you tried to access it with, with IE, it just flat out didn't work. Uh, but, but it would very well easily work with Firefox. You could access it. And, there was a and- time... Oh, sorry. No, no, please. There was a time, um, you know, even fairly recently, where if you were to kind of loosely rate the browsers, um, usually the go-to would have been IE, Internet Explorer, and then Firefox would have been the secondary, and Google Chrome would be the third. But the, the, the positions have changed quite a bit, fairly quickly, um, I think, you know, just as far as accessibility wise, it it really did. For some reason, I don't know what happened, but they. I remember probably as as little as maybe a year to six months yeah. ago that that yeah. Firefox just broke, and and it broke really really bad. And I remember there was an update that came out that seemed to be completely inaccessible, and it really. I don't. I don't think. I think when everybody then everybody bailed and went to Chrome. And I don't think Firefox has really recovered from that. I would um, tend to agree. Yeah. It, and it's, uh, it feels, it feels very clunky now. Um, stumbly when you go through things. Um, it doesn't seem to be as intuitive navigationally. Uh, it always brings up that little window that says, you know, welcome back to, Na- welcome back to Firefox. Please make <laughs> us your default. Please, please, please. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not quite in those same words, but you know that's what they're wanting but you to do. But that's the, exactly <laughs> that's the feeling. Um, so yeah, and that and that's and that's my opinion on it. Um, you know that the just it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. Um, and what so, I've noticed um, with regard to Firefox in a couple websites now, I've since tried another one and it it didn't do it. But you tend to at least in my experience, get hung up on, on some kind of unknown security things that it, 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 uh, alerts you to that might not necessarily be a security issue. So it, it, it screams out danger, danger when there's not really any danger. Exactly. And that's, um, I think that's one of the problems that, that came about was, um, was if I remember back and, and again, um, I, I just remember hearing this and reading something about it in a couple different trades um, that they had a massive security breach um, in, in Firefox uh, that, that was exploited for a little while, not very long. Um, but everyone, again, because of that, you know, word spreads around, you know, don't go onto this because your all your data is unsecure and everyone panicked. And, and again, that also led to the, to the second exodus from there. Um, <laughs> But then I've noticed, uh, and, I, and you and I experienced this today when we were playing around with it, that the default security is set to high. It is. It is. Um, which, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but when it's so intrusive that 
you know, you go to, you go to a, a site that you know to be secure and it's throwing things up in your face going, hey, you shouldn't go here. And if you do, it's not on us. Well, and I did test that against a couple different other browsers, and I did not get the same error messages. So exactly, yeah, <laughs> it almost it almost feels like it's a little knee jerky. Yeah, yeah, you know, which which I can understand. I can understand that if they've had security breaches in the past, you know, they're not going to go down that road again if right. they can help it. But it is something to be aware of. I mean, all of this to say that it's not to say that you can't use it if it's something you're comfortable with. You know, there's a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. You know, and Pretty if much. you're really comfortable with it and you like working with it and you, it's a no brainer. No reason to not keep using it. It's just at this point, what we're trying to do is is do a very basic comparison in our experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is just you know trial and error type stuff, and and as as we are trying to keep this kind of at a low level, low level, no geek speak type yep. thing. It's just our we're personal. Not gonna, we're not jumping the techie terms. So yeah, uh, so yeah, so so like I said, everyone everyone kind of did this this accident in a couple different stages, um, uh, and and the one that everyone kind of picked up on, and even myself, as as IE was starting to to shift away from being supported, uh, I picked up Chrome. And and uh, Chrome felt like IE for half a minute. Um, yeah. It really yeah. did. It yeah, worked pretty really much. well. It was smooth. It was easy to understand. There was a couple of features that you had to get used to. There's always a little bit of a there are menus. <laughs> um, yeah, there exactly. There are different menus. <laughs> when you when you tap to the bottom, and I was used to you know you're used to doing a certain command, and it doesn't work, and you're like, wait, how do I get there now? And you have to figure out how to get to the different areas. The first um, thing you do is jump to a menu, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't work anymore. But exactly. one of the things um, that gives – oh, this is a really bad term to use, but I'm going to use it. One of the <laughs> – forgive me, Microsoft. One of the things that kind of gives the edge to Chrome in this case is that the schools all use, you know, Chrome everything, Google this, Google that. Um and and there's a lot of websites that will tell you and suggest working with Chrome as as the better option for that. And, there, and there's some reasons for that. Yeah, there's a, it's it's it amounts to in 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 my opinion it amounts to the same reason why certain websites appear at the top of Google, right? As, a, as opposed <laughs> to lower down, you know. Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you uh, remember when when uh, I don't know how many. Uh, if you're listening out from the from the West Coast in California, and LAUSD had this huge thing with Apple. With Apple, they paid Apple a lot of money to get iPads, and they got a really great deal on them. You know, so but everything was locked down tight into Apple. You mm-hmm. couldn't go outside of Apple stuff, and it kind of backfired on them because you know when when we're like we're using this program, and Apple says, "Well, no, you can't because that they're not partnered with us, so we're not going to let you." So. And maybe we'll even touch a little bit towards the end on on some of the stuff that just came out yesterday with WWE. Yeah. yeah. So can't, can't stick around. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So Google Chrome Google Chrome works um, works really really well. It it it's very fluid from the beginning. Uh, if you're used to using IE, um, the same type of commands work on it, uh, with with a few exceptions. Um, but it just it doesn't seem to have the clunkiness. It feels very sleek, very solid. Um, and, and that was the thing I liked about it is yeah. it just reminded me so much of my IE experience. So how much have you had a chance to really play around with Chrome? 
I think you're I think you're a major Chrome. That's your default. You know, it's beginning to be. The more IE is phasing out, and the reason I stuck with IE as long as I have is because um, with the, the stuff that I've trained on, IE was the preferred browser. So I kind of stuck with that longer than I may normally have done just because I was training on that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have gone to Chrome quite a bit now. Um, and I, I do like it um, for the most part. And, and the one thing to um, – there, I had – two computers which one was talking um the the one thing to to note about all of these browsers and the nice thing is that regardless of your screen reader your screen reader commands are all going to be the same so if you know how to navigate and i think that's the saving grace if you're going to switch browsers you are still going to be able to use your same keystrokes with regard to your screen reader. Now, there might be browser-specific keystrokes that are going to be different, and even what Tyson and I had been finding out as we were doing our comparisons, there are a lot more similarities than even we realized, but uh, your screen reader keystrokes, regardless of whether you're using IE, you're using Edge, you're using Chrome, you're using Firefox, um, your links list is still going to be your links list. Headings are still going to be headings and that kind of thing. So you already have you already have some familiarity familiarity with working with that browser um, just to navigate around. Simply navigating around a website is not going to change. No, it it really isn't. Um, if if that's going to change within anything, it's not going to change between browsers. That's going to change between screen readers. Uh-huh. Um, as yeah. we've seen, so uh, and I remember one of one of the reasons I remember why I was so adamant and dug in my heels against moving to to Chrome way back when it first started was the fact that you could only use Vox with it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that seemed to work with it. For and a even long in time. the early days, there were a lot of things that would not read very well. Um, oh. And you'll still find this occasionally. You know, we say that your keystrokes are the same, but there are occasions where um, the screen reader is going to behave a little bit differently uh, depending on the browser. Um, some, uh, for an example, um, I had a website fairly recently that I was trying to sign up for something and just, just wasn't reading those combo boxes on that browser NVDA did but if I switched to another browser it was it was a whole crazy situation where I ended up using two browsers and two screen readers to get the job done which is kind of strange but you know it's one of those things where you just kind of play around and sometimes a screen reader will work with a browser you know differently and you know the other variable in there is the web page and it all depends also on how the web page is done. Mm-hmm. So I guess all of that just to say, just try something. If it doesn't work one way, it's likely it's going to work either in a different browser or in a different screen reader, different mm-hmm. combination of, of something. Um, right. It's likely going to work. But then again, there are some websites that just flat out are not created with accessibility in mind, in mind mm-hmm. and no way, shape, or form are they ever going to be accessible. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. 
Yep. So that leads us into uh, talking about inaccessibility. That take, that takes me over to um, to Microsoft Edge, which, if we remember, when that first came out, what was that about five years ago, six years ago now? That was a big flop for for Microsoft, and they actually had to admit it and say, "Do not use one of our products if you're using a screen reader." I remember they said that. Yeah, if, you, yes, if you're they using did. a screen reader, you have to use a different browser. <laughs> Don't use our Windows product. When will you it ever hear terrible. them say that? They had right? to back so, up. And- <sighs> in that vein, though, and this is this is where I really have to applaud Microsoft. Is uh, they learned. They figured out what they did wrong, and they relaunched it along with uh, Narrator um, last year, when they kind of did their when they kind of did their overall integration thought process, uh, right. and and accessibility in Microsoft really stepped up to the game on this. How can that too? Um, um, but uh, when we okay, see. Um, oh, we, have somebody, we have somebody unmuted. Unmuted? Could you please mute? Okay, just okay. So um, so. Uh, this last about a, I want to say it's about a month ago, Microsoft updated and and launched the new the next generation or the next version of Edge. And I'm going to tell you, I, I saw the announcement and I've been kind of playing around with Edge a little bit here and there and playing around narrator here and there. And I launched Edge and I was smack down impressed. I know the first thing you're thinking is, yeah, right. This isn't going to work. You know, the only thing I was using edge for, for the longest time actually was, was PDF files. And it worked Mm -hmm. beautifully for those for quite a while. Um, But trying to use it for a web page, I always used to get so frustrated when the windows default was to go to edge, you know, so you go click Mm -hmm. on a link for, to go to a web page and what comes up edge. Oh man, I can't access this. Right, I I got to copy copy the the URL and I got to open it. (laughs) So, but yeah, I opened it up and this thing was like moving from a tank to moving to a Jaguar. It's uh, pretty sweet, actually. It is, and it is very quickly becoming my go-to favorite browser. And and, and actually, where they learned from, they learned from Google Chrome. Basically, they've taken it and made it, it's a Chromium-based browser, which basically means that kind of like the back end is, is essentially Google Chrome. So, yeah, so that's what I was talking about earlier, is, is uh, the architecture between Edge and IE is so different um, that you really couldn't update and make IE work effectively, if if at all, with a lot of the a lot of the new technology that's coming out on on websites and things that make it go you know whiz bang wow kind of stuff. So so they said you know rather than us try and just rework this whole thing, we're just going to start from the ground up and just build an entirely new thing, uh, and that's what they really did. But they. But but like we said, they they kind of um, they they did it in in a um, without thinking of inclusion first, without thinking of, of screen reader as inclusive and accessibility as inclusive from the ground up. Um, accessibility at that first entry level kind of became a second at an afterthought, and really it wasn't until they realized how how bad it was that it was even a thought at all, uh, much less an afterthought. But like I said, so I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop kind of hitting on them so much and just say that Microsoft, you guys really have stepped up your game, like massively. Major. 
And a so, 180, um, basically. Right, exactly, total 180. So with that said, and, and again, I, I urge you guys to, to really look at it. Try it with, all the, with, those, with the three different screen readers. Try all the browsers with the screen readers because you never know what you're going to like, what you're going to fall in love with, uh, what's going to really work the best for you. And a lot of the things that you're used to using, we kind of started putting together. Um, it was going to start off to be an exp- Excel spreadsheet and it just turned out to be a bunch of notes but um, we started putting together an, a, a kind of keyboard uh, shortcut comparison mm-hmm. on some of the browser keystrokes and that's where we kind of realized the similarities you know for um, so going- so for instance yeah. and and they're very different and, and they're not so different from Microsoft IE um, in in uh, in that aspect too so Probably the biggest the biggest difference that I could say is for those of you that were used to using Control O in IE to open up a, a new website, uh, if you try Control O in any of the three browsers, it's going to try to open up a file from your computer. You have to use uh, Control L for location, and that will open up your address bar and allow you to type in. and And there are other cool little commands that can actually insert the www and the .com at the end and those kind of things. Autocomplete stuff. And those vary between browsers, but the basic functions of its operation uh, are all the same. So we all know that the keyboard command to go back is Alt L, or I'm sorry, Alt Alt L, Alt Alt left left arrow, arrow. <laughs> and to go forward is is Alt right arrow, and same that and is common across yep. them. Yep. Um, they've changed the bookmark key, so we remember back in IE, and this is this is I, I shed tears at this one was the loss of Alt A to open up your favorites bar. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, I rolled, a, I rolled a tear or two over that one when that was lost. Um, I still but, do occasionally. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, but, if you. but now it's universal across them with control, uh, control shift O. And that, that now opens um, your, your organizer for it's your It's basically like the bookmarks, bookmarks manager. Or your favorites. And they use different terminology for them. One, yeah. one browser calls it bookmarks. The other one calls it Safari calls it bookmarks. But we're not talking about Safari. Anyways, um, so so those kind of things. Uh, if you want to bookmark the page really quickly or add it to favorites, it's control. Uh, yeah, it's control D. Or I'm sorry. Now that D. part is actually almost a little easier. To bookmark the page seems easier to me, or maybe it's just that I was used to going to the menu. Yeah, you could do an Alt mm-hmm. A to go to IE's menu, and you were usually on that Add to Favorites. So, I yep. mean, it was pretty easy. But well, because you could, because you could, and I haven't done it yet with these with these two uh, because I just imported my favorites, which was which was Peter. No. so easy. <laughs> yeah, when you go in there and do the setup, guys, when you when you do that, it is. Like, just import it from from your current browser. I imported my my IE settings to Google, and yeah, then when I, I did, did it too. when I did it with with Edge, I just imported it from Google. Yeah. So so it really it really is easy to do, but um, You're but yeah, it's it's a it's a different navigation experience. Yeah. Um, that you go through, uh, whereas whereas with IE Alt A and you just arrow down or first letter navigated through your list of different things. This one you you know Control Shift uh, uh, O. That opens it up, and you kind of have to tab and, and arrow a little bit, and then you have to open up a, a thing. And it's a little clunkier, but uh, it's I think doable. That maybe it's, it's doable. It's very, it's very learnable. It's not quite as nice now. If if they could incorporate something that was just as easy as that menu, I'd be really happy. But generally speaking, you know, most everything is very similar. 
Yeah, um, I, I think about it like like when you get a brand new pair of shoes. They're not broken in yet. They feel a little. You feel a little bit wibbly wobbly on them. But once you but once you, they're broken and you're used to using them, man, you can just you can sprint at them. The uh, address bar, you know, you can still do the Alt D. Actually, when you open up the browsers, you're on the address bar. So if you if you didn't want to mm-hmm. do that Control L, you know, you could just type in a website. The nice. Right there. The you know, really nice so. thing I like about the Chromium browsers, and I can imagine I did it, you, you could do it with with IE, but I just never did because I was never that much of a thing as that much of a of a of a aficionado of web browsing at that point. Is uh, and I've done it more with the with um, the two Chromiums. Is uh, setting setting a different opening page than my home page. Yeah, yeah, that was really easy with IE, and I did that all the time. Because I, it didn't, it depended on what computer you got or, you know, some of them would open, of course, MSN at the time. And I always wanted it to be opened in Google because for one thing, JAWS liked the Google page and they had, um, they had scripts in, in JAWS built in that as soon as you open the Google page, it takes you right to that search field and opens up the forms mode. And I really liked that. So I oftentimes, uh, would change my, homepage in, in IE. Yeah, and I and I had my homepage, the opening page, you know, like for, for the longest time it was set to, to Facebook. You know, so I'd open up and waste half an hour on Facebook because I was really going to do something else. <laughs> um, Only half hour? It's just, just a half an hour <laughs> on good days. <laughs> but um you know and then and then you'd have to go and you know control O and Google or whatever wherever you were going. Um, and this one here, like, you know, I set it, I set it to Google news and, and then when I'm ready, I hit the alt home command and, and I go to Google. So it opens where I want to, you know, opens to the, to the things that are happening in the day where I want to look through real quick, like the top 10 things, let's check it out. What's going on in the world. And then I can instantly head over. So, uh, yeah, so some of those things, again, so some of the ones we could probably name off the top of our head, right? Escape stops things, uh, stops things dead in the trap. Please, please stop loading this. Um, we talk about, uh, let's see. Um, and these are ones that are, are they're universal to browsers, not windows. Cause we all know that, that, uh, that, uh, control a is the select everything. And that, that's universal across all windows. Um, and it'll work. It'll select everything in the, in the, in the window of the browser. But, uh, just trying to think of some ones off my head without having to revert to my list. Um, sorry, like, like navigation, um, uh, forward and backwards uh alt left arrow right arrow um, um refresh the page i think was one fine that was control f is fine on the page yeah. uh, and you can do that with any of them it, it goes really across the board um control uh control e has something to do with editing and i don't remember exactly what it was i has i think it drops you into the not to the address bar but uh yeah, I, I have to go through and refresh. Myself. Yeah, we're both kind of uh, little <laughs> there again, though. You know, and and that's the that's one telling thing I think about this is that if you want to browse it, you're going to be utilizing your screen reader keystrokes quite a bit in the whole process, and sometimes the browser keystrokes are almost secondary. Um, you know, so it's not an absolute necessity that you know all those keystrokes when you want to go browse a website. If you didn't know anything else but how to get to a website, you could go browse it with all of these different browsers in in your, your preferred screen reader and you'd be good to go for most things. 
you know, there might and be. I, and I really think most people, there, but... you know, if, if you kind of think about the most common things that people do, not the, not the really cool stuff that you can do with these things. We think of the really common stuff. It's just, it's about getting around through net, through web pages. It's about having to, how to navigate. So, you know, JAWS isn't about getting to the web page. JAWS is about navigating around the web page, the screen readers, but going to and navigating back and forward and bookmarking and, and going, getting to a page you bookmarked a while ago, uh, control H go to your history guide. So like, Hey, I was on the site yesterday and I don't know exactly what it was, but here it is in my history list. Those things, um, those things are kind of really basic to overall web navigation. Um, and not, not getting into the deep weeds of how to do something. Yeah. You know, it's, it really just, it's something you can open up, you can get in, you can get in a car and you can put it in drive and go. We probably, unless there's anything else that you can think of, and we may think of things along the way, we've probably got about 19 minutes left. That's what I'm thinking. We're we're about 20 minutes. Oh, totally. Totally. So So, you do have a raised hand, and Jamaica's been waiting patiently. Oh, Jamaica. I think we need to answer that call. So, Jamaica, why don't you unmute yourself? I am unmuted. What you got, Jamaica? (laughs) My question is, I'm having some major trouble with JAWS. It is, it is not doing, it is not doing what it's supposed to, and it's showing up a whole bunch of weird, um, weird, weird things. And I was wondering if there was any possibility of someone being able to, uh, to go over the Google, the Google Chrome settings with me because i think maybe that's where some some of the problem is i don't know well by default it typically works um out of the box so to speak so unless you changed some settings somewhere i wouldn't see why it wouldn't work or is it is it across the board on every web page you go to or is there something it's 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 like whenever I go to Jaws, there there is a whole bunch of it's 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 like it's like it's it's like it's ghost. It's it's like it's a ghost, and Jaws doesn't is showing me different things, but I have no idea what it's what what what's what's going on with it. It so. may very well be an easy fix. Um, you know, you might also just as a a curiosity point, um, try the same website in a different browser. See if JAWS behaves the same way so that you could determine, okay, this is definitely a JAWS thing or this is definitely a browser thing. Um, and if it's not something that can be determined at that point, um, Freedom Scientific does have tech support. Um, they could probably help you troubleshoot that, um, you know, without knowing any of the specifics, it's difficult to say exactly what the issue is, but I do know that typically out of the box without changing any major settings, um, I have not experienced a whole lot of, uh, issues. Now, the other thing you might look at is what version of JAWS you have. If you have an early version of JAWS, earlier version, then, you know, I would say 2019 or 2020, um, then you may be experiencing a situation where that version of JAWS is not able to read um, the Google Chrome. So you might look at that one as well. And thank you very much. I actually have the latest version of JAWS. 
Um, but um, so, but it's it's just really not. It it sounds like something. Um, if if uh, if this were to be done um, with Rachel and I as trainers, we would want to like do a tandem jaws with you. Absolutely. And, and take okay. a look and see what it's doing. So okay. I think that I think that's the best thing is to is to find someone uh, who can do a tandem jaws with you, and really kind of see what what it's doing. Um, be able to look and hear what your what your jaws is doing with your computer. And you okay. can have s- several raised hands. So we're going to okay. all right. On. Let's all right. Thank, you. thank you, Jamaica. Thank you. Yeah. All right, and we have, um, if your phone number ends in 3317. That's me. I have about four comments. And who is me? (laughs) Uh, Who is me? (laughs) I'm Pat. Uh, Hi. To the gentleman, you give us some contact information, and I have just four quick comments. Is there a command in narrator, like the JAWS command, go to the main element of the page? the N, if you're on a complex uh, web page and you want to get to a, a news story, for example. Second question, I'll just you know, run them off. If you're talking to Microsoft, could they improve the <coughs> functioning of the narrator with uh, complex Adobe Acrobat pages? And for those who use the uh, magnifier with narrator, it works really well together. It's primarily narrator, but if the letters didn't blur, if you're reading quickly. And I had a fourth question, which I'm forgetting, but I really appreciate this. Oh, well, thank you. We we appreciate the comment. Um, so as far as like your, your comment about um, narrator and, and magnifier working together, yes, they do. Um, it's very much almost like a fusion, like JAWS, like Freedom Scientific Fusion does. Um, as far as the blurring, what that sounds like, that's a resolution issue um, that the, that your screen resolution isn't able to um, isn't able to effectively do that. That's that's kind of a quick guess, um, a, a quick and dirty guess. Uh, and as far as working with Adobe Acrobat, uh, are you talking to, as far as PDF creation, or are you talking about just reading like like reading and interacting with PDFs? Because uh, I found Narrator to be to be pretty okay with that. Um, you would need to unmute yourself again because okay. I narrator. Right. That's fine. Okay. That's that's where I would go. Is I would be looking at like you know if it's a if uh, if you're talking about that. I haven't really used it to try to create a PDF. Um, and and like I said, because I've only really been using it for like maybe the yeah. last couple months. Uh, and uh, and that's pretty much it. And I know there was that first question that I don't. The elements. The uh, elements. That was going to the end of the elements. That was yeah. the end to oh. get to the next element. In terms of the PDF, it's not creating a PDF. It's reading a PDF. With tables and columns, that could be improved. Of and course, the blurring, can. the blurring has to do with the speed at which you're reading the narrator. Hmm. In my opinion, I, I, don't, I, yeah, okay, so, so, yeah, that, because I don't, I don't use magnifier very often. No. So uh, I do, I do use it from time to time, but just not. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a very small thing for me. And the but, other issue with the PDFs is might it might also be the way the PDF was created. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get PDFs that are kind of halfway accessible, not okay. quite all the way. So but, but, we got uh, and, some more hairy scenes. Yep, so. Yeah, and as far as yeah. the elements go, uh, as far as the elements go, just it should it, it should be able to interact with them uh, just like you do any screen reader. 
she was wanting to know how to get to the last one. Like, oh, to the last the element. End. So the last yes. element, I always do just a control end, just like just like in Jaws. Control end should take you to the bottom of the page, and then you can uh, do shift shift element, like if you're going to do a list, shift shift L or. Okay, Jane, you can unmute yourself. Okay, thank you so much. Hi, Jane. Um, back to the um, uh, browsers for a minute. Um, I, I was really pleased to see that, that Edge is, is better now because I've avoided it every time. So Windows. was I. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't. But, give, it, give, it, give, it, um, give it a whirl. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to because um, I've been using Google Chrome ever since Firefox broke itself. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, when they changed their security settings, it wouldn't let me use Outlook with Gmail. Mm. So oh, I had wow. to lower my security. And then today I went to use speed test and it yelled at me severely. <laughs> Wouldn't you let me use speed test for God's sake. Like, and I, I had to it. tell it to use it anyway. So uh, I'm wondering whether edge will have the same uh, problems with um, being paranoid about things that you're doing. So far I've not seen anything yeah. like that on edge. And I got to ditto yeah. that. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yell at, okay. at security issues. So, but okay. again, anything is possible. I'm switching. Don't, I'm don't, switching. You know, don't quote us on that. You know, no guarantees. Well, but I can so far, go back to Chrome if I need to. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, it's good to have more than one, but it is. I'll try Edge from now on. I'm, I'm happy to have the confirmation that maybe and it they, works better than I had feared. There again, Edge and Chrome are very similar. Just so make sure okay. make sure you've done the latest Windows update to get the new the newest version. I uh, did, and it's yelling at me to it wants me to use Edge. Try it. So yeah, okay. Do Thanks. it. Thank All you. Right. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, I'll be. If brave. you're on an iPhone, um, there's nothing that says your name, but <laughs> uh, it iPhone, might be me. Cindy, it probably is you, Kim. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Kim. I, I couldn't. Hi. hi, guys. Um, I couldn't get on the computer for some reason, so I, I was kind of late in getting in here I, on my I phone. Saw you, I saw. I saw you jump in and out. So. Yep. Yeah, and uh, what I was wondering was, um, did you say that these things are all free? Okay, so Narrator uh, and the browsers are all free, and NVDA is free. Jaws is the only one that you have to pay for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because I've been paying for Zoom Text. That's Zoom Text part is, of the same company. And that's, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom Scientific bought them uh, a couple years ago. So, and they're integrated into now, uh, they've integrated into Fusion, which is um, uh, Zoom Text and uh, JAWS. JAWS put together. It's a full yeah. copy of Zoom Text and JAWS, and the Fusion part of it is it just, that just essentially. It bridges the them. two together. It's a yeah. bridge. Yeah. Because because when they were two separate companies, they didn't play nice together. They didn't the, the they were two different voices, two different um, speech engines, and they didn't like each other. And but Zoom was the was the number one popular magnifier out there, like hands down, and it was a phenomenal one. I used it. And Jaws was phenomenal hands down, probably one of the best, uh, probably the best and the number one most recognized screen reader. And it just made sense that Jaws turned around and said, you know what, we're going to buy Zoom text, and then we're going to make it play nice with each other. And that's what they did. Okay. Okay. Well, I pay like $80 a year for yeah. Zoom text. But so say, for example, with Edge, can I get the, um, can I also get the magnification with it? 
Now that's that's um, so uh, we didn't talk about this, uh, and I, I, I want to talk about this in a future in a future deal. But uh, that's as far as for low vision, and um, there is a setting. Uh, Microsoft has a built-in magnifier, and it's called, funny enough, magnifier. Really? And hmm. and yes, and it works very well, and you can set it to work with narrator so that you get a very fusion-like experience. Okay, good, good. Well, I think that's all I have. Thank you. Okay. All, right. all right. Thank, Thank you. you. Nolan, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi, Nolan. Hi, Nolan. Hi, uh, Rachel and Tyson. Thank you for this presentation. Sure. I greatly appreciate that. Um, I do want to bring up um, the situation regarding Jamaica having an issue with her one of her uh, web browsers not working on her computer. I would check what version of Windows it's running first before contacting uh, Freedom Scientific Support. Yeah, that's a good thought, too, because it might not have done the updates, although I, yeah. I know in previous updates I still haven't had issues, but th that's certainly worth checking. Yep, yeah. and then also checking um, also what yeah, like I said, also once it has been determined that it is your Windows update that you have not done, then you may want to uh, determine that and download and okay. install the latest update. Yep. Yep. That's what I would recommend. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Nolan. All right. And to... Uh, or excuse me, 4543 with our last four. And you are unmuted. Hi, this is Penny. How are y'all doing? Hi. Um, Hi. This, this great presentation, and I really am enjoying it. Thank you. Um, I just had two quick questions and a comment. Um, I went into using Microsoft Edge kicking and screaming last week because I was trying to get my registration form done for ACB. And I was very impressed with it. I, I Once I figured out some of the keystrokes and slowed down a little bit, I was able to sail through that form and get it get her done. And I got registered. So I, I was real pleased with it. Um, and I was trying, I had gotten a notice on my computer to update, um, you know, Microsoft uh, Windows with Edge. And I tried updating it, and I got a notice saying the update was not successful because I needed an administrator. What did I do wrong? And do I have to call the Microsoft Accessibility um, people to get it updated? You want to take this one, Rachel? I uh, do. I, I really apologize. I did not hear the very last part of that. Um, okay. So, uh, so here's the deal. Um, it comes down to where you got your computer from. If you bought the computer yourself and you installed everything yourself, you are the administrator. If you bought okay. the computer, if you got the computer from somebody, like maybe you bought it off of somebody, or you got it from, let's say, a, 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 a like a, maybe a state service or something like that, they may have went in to install things and forgot to make you the administrator. So, oh, that's, that's probably what happened. That's what it might be. So, what I would do, my suggestion to you is contact uh, whoever you got the computer from. And say I need to get my I need to get the credentials changed over because I want to do the update and it's not letting me. Okay, because I I had gotten a new hard drive from uh, 
Peak Street Computing, and I guess they installed everything. They yeah, so they, they may, may, yeah right. They may have run, they may have set them up self as administrators accidentally <laughs> to get things put in. So, uh-huh. but that's that's okay. that would be my first step. Is you don't have it either that, or it may say, or it may just be asking that you have to be signed in. You're like, but I am the administrator, right. and you do it. Yeah, well, I am signed in. I do have a password that I type in. So okay. When I be the administrator at that point. Uh, you should be. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, so then if, what do I do if I get that message? Uh, again, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to reset your. You're gonna have to have whoever helped you out with that reset you as the administrator password. Microsoft can very easily help you do that. But you're gonna have to prove okay. that you are. You have to prove to Microsoft you are who you are, so that they so they don't think you stole the computer and are trying to just reset it. It might right. be. Good okay. Option. And it's not that difficult. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it might be oh, good. Uh, sorry, we're here. Would I call the accessibility number to get that done? That's what I was going to say. Yep. It might be good to note here um, that that there are accessibility numbers um, with Microsoft. And okay. uh, Microsoft is also, Microsoft accessibility is also in Be My Eyes. If you have Be My Eyes, you can go in there and in the, um, I, I forgot the ex- exact terminology they used. Cindy would know it's like special services or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Specialized services. The specialized services. You can go oh, in there okay. and Microsoft, among other companies, are in there that will provide in Microsoft's case tech support. Um, and the cool thing about that is with um, Be My Eyes, you could literally put your phone up near the screen. They could see what's going on too, mm-hmm. you know, for just a quick fix thing. And then they could log into your computer if necessary um, for anything. Okay. I okay. Be- All right. Thank, okay. Thank you thank so much. You. I think we have enough for maybe one quick yeah, one, I would think- two, if they're quick. Okay. Um, Howard and Janice, you can unmute. They let anybody in these oh, calls, don't man. they? Oh, man. Yeah. I thought you guys were techies. <laughs> we are. Actually, I don't really have. A, I don't really have. A, <laughs> I don't really have a question about your content. I was just going to comment that uh, Jamaica. I did talk with uh, her and her mother a couple of weeks ago, oh, God. and I don't know if we totally solved their problems, but one issue there was a lot of verbose that was causing issues. They had JAWS set to beginner, and I had that them change that to intermediate, and that got rid of a lot of verbiage. Okay. All right. Yeah, that anything well, like that can make a difference. Yep, and and I really appreciate you helping her out. Thank you, Howard. Yeah, I don't thanks. know whether I've solved your problem yet. They, I haven't heard back whether things are going better or not. Okay. Well. So, all right, okay. but thank you. Okay, and we have. Um, I also have the phone number for. Microsoft that I can give. Okay. Um, so All the right. phone number we'll take it off eight, the show is eight hundred nine three six five nine zero zero. That is for Microsoft Access um, Helpline. So. Thank you, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. We yep. appreciate it. We'll be back with another No Geek Speak Arena soon. We, uh, we're we trying to do this kind yep. of every other week. Yep, so, and we got convention coming up in two weeks. So, so we might be uh, skipping a few weeks. Right? <laughs> Check your schedules right. for all the fun tech stuff that's coming on in convention. It's amazing. Right. Lots of stuff. Thanks again. All right, guys. Good night. <laughs>